Well, I don't, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Ooh, 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 that means I get to do... Because this is kind of the weird, neurotic idiot I am. I, like, broke down the etymology of that term. Because initially I thought he was just making it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the short answer is it's a booty call. Yeah. But if you break down, like... I don't know the supposed etymology. Basically, it's seeing your phone light up in the dark. Yeah. Hmm. That hotline mm-hmm. blings. Bling. Bling is shiny. Yeah. Bling, 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 bling. Roots. I don't care what anyone says. I'm making that the intro. That thought has just been sitting in my head for so long, and I finally get to share it in some community <laughs> that has merit. I love this podcast. Well, I'm glad I didn't say it before you did. <laughs> Welcome to Otaku Connection. I'm the host, and I am sleepy. time of this recording, E3 should be finishing up, and, um, it was okay. I don't know if my being so underwhelmed about it is my being sleepy, my getting old, or E3 just, you know, not being the crazy big-ass spectacle that it used to be, but I guess I'll get more into that on Joe's show. Yeah, spoilers. That's where we're doing the lion's share of our E3 talk. Yeah. Um, upside is you'll hear a more excited version of me in this episode. Because it's My Hero Academia. And we love superheroes. Um, morning. I think I screw up the name of All Might and Yuzuku's Power. I think I call it all for one instead of one for all so yeah I apologize ahead of time so uh please enjoy so remember gentlemen the most important part (laughs) is to clench your butt yeah and say yeah. what? Smash in your heart? Smash! Scream it. <laughs> at yeah. the top of your lungs, in your heart, but also at the top of your lungs. <laughs> Smash. And when you get good at it, you can start uh, adding the names of cities. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cities. Detroit and Texas. He's supposed to be American, right? Yeah. And I, and I like how positively he's depicted. <laughs> Because I've seen some like pretty pretty messed up depictions of Americans in animes, and it's always good when there's mm. when we're portrayed affectionately. Yeah, well, that was actually the main thing I noticed about this whole thing was it was very almost Kojima esque, where it was you could tell that this was a Japanese perspective on American things that they love. Like, this seems to have been created by somebody who was really deeply into American culture. 
mm-hmm. like especially comic books and like nerd shit. Like there's mm-hmm. the the Star Wars references, pretty mm-hmm. blatant Star Wars references. But then, to me, the whole thing just kind of felt like uh, it felt like they they took like the X Men. They took like the mutant question and turned it on its head. Whereas, like, what if mutants were real and and they were just accepted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like kind of like the point in the story where the mutants actually outnumber the humans. Yeah, yeah. Where you're weird if you don't have powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I that was neat. Quirkless. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they're called quirks. I wonder. I wonder what the the word is actually. Yeah, I want to say there was a Japanese word because, like, there's a there was a different word listed as what he got called. Hmm. Uh, I didn't write it down because I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. But, uh, yeah. So, dear listener, I guess it's uh, safe to assume that my co-hosts enjoyed the show. But, um, this is not something I actually picked on my own. One of uh, my co-hosts brought it to my attention and almost insisted we talk about it. Yes. Five bucks in the pizza if you can guess which one. Dad, Joe, you just ruined it. <laughs> oh. Five bucks in the pizza if you guess based on Joe's um, noise there. I'm sorry. You'll have to wait. Hmm. Joe, tell us about your journey with this anime. Started thirty years ago. It was oh man. It ooh. I just on Hulu I've been watching a lot of anime lately and I just saw this on there and actually for a while I took a peek at it. I was like, this looks stupid, just more just ridiculous anime nonsense and I just actually moved on to the next one and I just <laughs> I kept finding bad anime. So I went back to it, I was like, Alright, fuck it, I'll watch it to see what we see what this is about. And then after the first episode, I was like, oh my god, holy shit, they're doing superheroes. But they're doing it like, just, like the underdog. And I was like, and then I kept thinking of Lionel's, like, oh my god, this is, this is just him. This is him. This is him. This is, there's even a, like the, like the bully, best friend type, like, rival thing going on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, Lionel's got it. He's got to see this. Yeah. I'm all over. And, and when I started watching it more, and I just love the whole idea, like Mike was saying, how it's kind of basically they're all have a mutation, but they're all accepted. And it's just it's, if you don't have that mutation, you're basically an outcast. Which I, <laughs> I thought was just was kind of hilarious. But the thing I absolutely loved about it the most was the main character and how desperately he wanted to be. Uh, he wanted to have his own little quirk and be like everyone else and how and <laughs> what he would do how much he loved heroes yeah i think i think um the almighty character like he um he called him a fan like the ultimate fanboy because he would just yeah. write down and keep track of all the other heroes which ends up telling him 13 notebooks yeah worth of information yeah so i just his that that character i just loved it i mean he's just like the underdog of underdog i don't know he's just he's so he was just so great. I loved him. And he's like, adorable. Oh, they, pa- stri- he's so passionate. They strike a nice balance. Yeah. At a certain point, though, there was a point where he started crying. I was just like, dog, come <laughs> on. Like, yeah. come yeah. on. 
Yeah, <laughs> just suck it up, bit man. much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, he's clearly super emotional, but not mm. without reason. I mean, like, he's a little teenager. the whole world has yeah. been shit him since he was four. Yeah, he's picking, everyone's he was four. picking on him. Yeah, everyone. complete social outcast. So was that that was the the other dude, his rival at the beginning, like the yeah, first yeah. shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that he was like hair. protecting. What? Oh, the the one he was. No, no, the rival is the one he was telling to stop. Oh, okay. So who was the little shit behind him that he was trying to protect? I don't know. It may have just been some no name kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, his rival is okay. the one with the cork that with the. Remember, he was he was part of that flick till that happened. Mm. Oh, I see. That's right. They were friends back in the day. Mm-hmm. We're still friends. Yeah, man. Not really. Not really. Well, I guess kind of. I I think it's one sided. Yeah. Out of habit, they associate with each other out of habit. Yeah. 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 That's the best way I can describe it. Proximity. Pretty pretty much. But um, but it's just he's just so enthusiastic. He just really just wants to. God, he wants to be a hero. Yeah. He's so sad. Uh, He epitomizes like the the childhood love weave had and probably still have to some degree of heroes like anyone who likes yeah. superheroes mm. is seeing a bit of himself in this kid yeah i definitely picked up on that i was just like this is like a great allegory for yeah. especially people our age you know latchkey kids just when he's the shot of of him when when his mom is looking at him from behind and you oh. can't even see him from above the chair you see the light in the dark room flickering and he's just watching yeah. it i was just like Damn, that is so many people's childhoods. That's me. That's you know, it's people I know. Yeah, my family. I, you just see that. I mean, mm-hmm. part of it is just the way kids grow up these days. You know, in front of the screen, but like such mm-hmm. an emotional moment. It's just so <laughs> relatable. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah. Oh man, and Almighty. It- <laughs> I love that guy. He is like the, he is the <laughs> true, <laughs> the true American hero. Right there. That's what he he's is. so great. He reminds me of the Tick. He's yeah. like Captain America meets the Tick. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. He really? Yeah. Captain America and the Tick did the fusion dance. Yeah. Oh my. He's just he's so always big, big bright smile, always there to make you feel good about yourself, and it's just. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things too is that it's not just you know I'm the hero I've saved you you're safe he mm-hmm. wants you to be happy yeah. yeah yeah that's like you know there's like there's like psychological warfare for you you know Batman has the mask to scare his enemies but it's, this guy's like the opposite he doesn't have a mask he wears a smile to comfort mm. the people he's saving yeah that was great. Rather than terrify the criminals, he emboldens mm-hmm. the potential victims. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. also, it probably has somewhat of, you know, like a Spider-Man effect, you know, when he's always joking at the villains. Like, seeing this guy come at you with a smile it probably does something, too. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do I even yeah. do again? <laughs> yeah. And he can fight, too. I mean, he is... I he mean, is beast. Yes. Yeah, he's, he is... It's, yeah, the animation is great in this. Oh, it's just, so good. Anytime there's a fight scene, it just makes me like happy to watch it. It's like, yeah. It feels I, like sitting and watching the Avengers, you know? It's just fun. Yeah, like a bite-sized piece of the Avengers. Yeah. 
And usually I'm not super into the openings of animes, but this one just gets me pumped every time I watch the opening. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a little dramatic. Just, you know, he's, he's kind of walking in the rain and looking out there. And then, then out of nowhere, it's just showing all the heroes like flying in the air and the music's kicking in. It's yeah. Just, gosh. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I kind of like when it picks up and it's just uh, all my wailing on motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk about the heroes like i can't wait so far every hero has been like amazing like it's on par like it's just as crazy as like the characters in the tick and i would say even dial it up a little bit yeah but we haven't seen much of them in these first four episodes but i'm really excited to see was it the great genist (laughs) (laughs) seven time winner of the great genist award yeah oh man got covered in in jeans that's so <laughs> tight and then there was great. there was woodman kind of in the very beginning that guy was crazy yeah it was uh was it mount that woman like, that guy's like carnage but man, yeah, mount woman oh, yeah. interesting thing about her she was originally envisioned as the female lead really hmm. huh interesting interesting see i i that's weird because that i mean <laughs> i want to say that di- there's no dynamic but i want to say like her and the and the and the the girl that he's like that talks to him, they stood out to me uh, probably only because they are the only two mm. female characters so far. Other than the mom, I like the mom, but like is the only two super powered women. Like she's like the mount woman is this giant you know <laughs> ass. <laughs> they even make a comment about her ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, Everybody shows up with cameras. Yeah, but I. I I did notice that that they had that kind of character, and then who they're setting up to be the love interest is kind of she seems just like him, just another regular type kid, very upbeat and enthusiastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. but I mean, you know, they're not. She's obviously not like hypersexualized like this other girl. No. Like, she just seems like you know a normal, like going through the same thing as he is. Maybe she's a little more mature because she's had her powers all her life or something so i don't know i kind of like that they it kind of grounds these characters especially Mm -hmm. him and like her and his mom they all feel like normal people yeah they all feel like normal people and i and i like that there's shades of it you know like you have uh what the hell's his name mighty all might almighty yeah all might (laughs) Almighty, yeah, yeah, all might, all might. Like he's like the most powerful superhero, and like he stands for everything great and good. And like his quirk is like, what even is it, you know? But then you have like you have this kid whose mom, and she has a quirk, but it's just like I can move really small things. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah, so th- you can see why there's still a need for heroes in the yeah. face of this sort of thing. There's. Not all powers are created equal here. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Ugh. Like, that's hers why. is a power of uh, minor convenience, whereas I'm sure... Like, me and Joe got into a conversation about superpowers <laughs> yesterday, and one of the things that kept coming up is like, okay, this power wouldn't really make me a good superhero. It'd make me a pretty good spy. Make me a pretty good... <laughs> I could probably yeah. use this for instruction. 
<laughs> yeah, but what I, what I really liked is that all the different heroes, I mean, their powers are really drastically different. Like, speaking yeah. to the, the girl that he's kind of been interacting, I, oh, I forgot her name, but her power is she can, everything she touches, it kind of loses gravity or something. Mm-hmm. So... I, thought, I mean, that's really unique and different. And just mm. the wood guy, I mean, he, his body, I don't know, that was like the weirdest shit I had ever seen. His body just kind of sprouted outward. Yeah. It was weird. Well, to me, to me when I, well, to me, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, he's carnage, but he's made out of wood. <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous, though. It's great. But, mm. yeah, it's just everyone has their own, as they said, unique quirk. And it was just, they're yeah, so different, though. so cool. I mean, Not only that, they all have their own gimmicks. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know what the uh the radio station guy's powers are but he's got like the coolest gimmick <laughs> he calls yeah, his, felt... he calls everybody listeners i really like that yeah I, I felt a little bad that like he doesn't get any enthusiasm out of the class because i know <laughs> if i were in a class with a guy like that <laughs> i'd be jumping on every like call and response opportunity possible <laughs> i'd be like yeah. the lone guy going yeah yeah but then they he got in trouble for like Deku got in trouble for mumbling. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what is his name? Well, Why is it called like, Deku? Um, I don't know how the translation of that term works because um they kinda go into it a little f- further yeah. in other episodes. Mm. Um but apparently it's like a insult implying you're like uh not sure what the right word I'm looking for here is, but like you can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite useless, but like you're like lesser. The gr- like the great Deku tree. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's funny, yeah. like in the later episodes, she the the girl ends up turning that on its head and it actually becomes like a good thing. Yeah. Which which is yeah. minor spoiler, but it's tough. no spoilers. I haven't seen it. It's not it yet. huge. It's not no. huge. <laughs> um yeah. But um but I, uh, so I kind of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So with the, so we're watching the first four episodes. The, the fourth episode ended with um, with him <laughs> using his quirk, even though his body wasn't ready for it, to knock down that giant robot. Mm. Thing. So, uh, him. Yeah. so I did think it was kind of uh, interesting that be, the way he got his quirk, because he wasn't born with it and wasn't able to grow into it, that because he kind of got through it through an accelerated process, that his body literally can't take the power. So it's just yeah. like every time he tries to great. do stuff with it, it just like <laughs> shuts his, his body down like uh, several times. Yeah, places. that is great. It went all flimsy <laughs> it and yeah, red. Yeah. Like, like, the way it was flapping about, you know he couldn't feel it. Like he, no. he yeah. broke shit several times over. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he was but I, I love the little old healing lady who comes <laughs> out too. She's great. Oh, Here, have some gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> but her pa- her power was uh was I mean she, even though she could heal people, but I I believe she it's oh, yeah. accelerate it accelerates your own healing. Yeah, that's what it was. So like even mm. <laughs> but because of the way his his cork is set up, he fucks up his body so badly. That it still takes him a while to recover from everything, yeah. Like healing, mm-hmm. so it's um. No, I, I love it. So, wh- what did you uh, like, Lionel? What did you think of his training that he had to do to kind of get uh, his body that was, ready? That was pretty cool. It's kind of like like uh, an amalgam of every like badass training sequence ever, including <laughs> like the uh, 
sort of like I, I don't just want to attribute this to Karate Kid because I know I've seen a few other movies where they like there's an element of humility that has to be added to the training to keep you keep you grounded, mm. which is why he's like hauling trash rather than just lifting weights and working out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's great. Also, um, like the thing that happens at the end, it's something I want to do all the time, but just can't. <laughs> like, I apparently me raising my voice scares people, and my voice goes up in a weird way I can't control when I scream, like <laughs> really, really scream. But like, there's like many a moment in my life where I just want to stand on top of something and scream as loud as humanly possible. Yeah, that was so great, Drago. Exactly. Yeah. Drago! Yeah. Got it. Shit, Definitely a. Uh... Yeah, love the Star Wars restaurant. The it's like Dagobah Beach or something. Yeah. Did I say restaurant? I meant reference. <laughs> you said restaurant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then there's that quick little shot of uh, All Might, him carrying All Might on his back, <laughs> just like yeah. Yoda. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. Which is saying something because I'm pretty sure they establish All Might weighs over 500 pounds. Yeah. Pretty big. <laughs> well, he did and get pretty. Ta- so he's from Tatooine. I'm curious where they're going to go next. <laughs> <laughs> well, after his training was done, I mean, he did, he did get like a little. He got ripped. Yeah, yeah, he got. Ripped. Oh yeah, super right. ripped. How old is he supposed to be? Like, oh, well, he's about to go to high school, right? So he's like start high school. So he four, would be fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, I want to say he would be a sophomore. By like our standards, so um, yeah, fourteen, fifteen. But all might. <sighs> I liked. How about that guy? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's great. Oh man, yeah. uh, it it kind of it kind of sucks so what's kinda, happening to him though. But the yeah. kind of mentor you'd always want. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the one you want. Usually, stick is the one you get. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've been down that road. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like All Might's like, he, he's he's willing to give you some real shit, but he's not about breaking your spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, those Thanks, eyes. I I've, had, I've had both. Yeah, his weird, beady, glowy eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, when he's in, uh, I guess when he's in normal guy mode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, normal guy mode. I, I appreciate he's still a good guy, but maybe just a bit, bit grouchier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if it's not. See, he he kind of kind of reminds me of myself in that mode. Hmm. Like what the what is that? So was he? Is this always something he's had to be done? I feel like they they established that it was after the injury that he kind of. Had to, he couldn't. Yeah, I, I don't well, understand. Yeah, there, well, there's some an- some questions to be answered about the powers he has. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, they have to be activated, like based on yeah. how Deku uses them, and you see a visible change when he does. Yeah, uh, I do kind of wonder if uh, the difference between. All Might's uh, in character and out of character um, are, were that drastic before the injury. Like, I'm pretty sure we're just going to have to get a flashback scene. 
mm. before we get all the answers because we don't even know the full extent of like how yeah all works. Which yeah, because I, I met all for one. I don't know. It sounds like it. Oh no, I said all for one. Sorry, I kind of jumped between the two too oh. fast. Um, all for one. I said it sounds like the name of an R and B group. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, I see. Well, from from what it's what it looked like and why he had to transfer his powers over. I mean, it did seem like that injury was pretty bad as it keeps showing as he keeps spitting up so much blood all the time. <laughs> so uh, I think when he was oh, saying yeah. what he was saying, like one of like a, he was in some like one of the last big fights he was in. He got stabbed or something in the, in yeah. the side, and it's Some like this big gaping wound. Chainsaw or something, yeah. yeah. And like he can only stay uh, transformed for so long at this point because it's just it hurts so bad. To stay yeah, up. so that's what I was wondering. Does he? Does he injury, transform back? Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's to like preserve energy. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's but, what he was but before but before the injury, did he have to? We was there transforming? We don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah, we don't yeah. know at this point. Mm. I'm thinking okay. so because his power definitely seems like a transformation type thing. Well, yeah, I would I would imagine it's a transformation thing since it has to be activated. Yeah, um, wouldn't mm. want that kind of energy going through you all the time. That's mm. my assumption, at least. Again, we don't know right yeah. now. Although mm. it, it it's yeah, does... but that. Uh, Whatever injury he took really fucked him up. I'm pretty sure he said he lost half of his like respiratory system. <laughs> oh yeah, he lost his yeah. entire stomach. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. Stomach. Yeah, yeah. So, his entire stomach and half his respiratory system. So basically, uh, his whole stomach and a lung. Yeah, <laughs> he can't stay in that form for very long. That guy, that that chainsaw, whatever thing, he must have literally put the chainsaw through him and turned it on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to see that fight. That's yeah, that's I, do, I do. I like that they're, he's sort of passing on his... That's the other thing. I'm like, does he take... I, I guess he doesn't take all of his powers. It's just like a transference. So I watched that a couple times. Well, watched that a couple times. The way it sounds seems to work is that it's kind of like a hive. Uh, the more people who sort of put into... Like, are kind of put feed into it the yeah. longer the power becomes so in a sense he right. could just hand it out willy-nilly and get god powers but that's kind of that's some risky business okay so yeah. the that's way i the way I, well the question i was asking was so between him and and between deku and and all might he's not giving him all of his powers and then he's like the little man forever he's like here eat my hair and you'll have power yeah well yeah it's a pool they both draw from and the okay. pool actually expands now that there's two of them okay well, so well, I, hmm. that, that makes sense that's well that's yeah. that's more like a like like the one <laughs> for lack of a better uh <laughs> well, you know when you when you kill one guy the, the pool's Together, but it's an the way I, of it. What I what I understood was I thought that this was like a power that had been passed on for like yeah, generations. That's mm. well, that, I mean, like, but, when the, they, but that that would make less sense because like superpowered people like just started becoming a thing like within what the last like twenty or thirty years in this anime. Yeah, it's fairly 
it well recent there's been a few generations of it but mm-hmm. it's still fairly a fairly recent phenomena mm-hmm. what i what i gotten from it though is that when he was t- when he was talking to him and telling him about how his quark you know all might's quark was was a special because he was the only one who would be able to pass on his power to anyone else and but he kept on saying that his body wasn't completely ready for all of it. So what I was, hmm. at least what I, the impression I was getting is that he's giving him literally all of his power. It's just his body wasn't ready to handle all of it yet. That's what well, I mean. no, it's, Maybe it's, it's just a, a huge pool of power. I don't know that because what Joe sounds that said, that's kind of what I thought too. That's right. Cause he did say that like the power is like independent, like yeah. his actual quirk is to like, uh, give it to other feed, people to like transfer power and so mm. he had transferred that power from somewhere else and like into himself yeah because so. he, he kept on because he kept on saying that um that before him like there were other all mites but then they, that power was given to him so that's mm-hmm. yeah, except that's, yeah. the description doesn't indicate that it can only be present in one person at a time right well like, clearly it, it gave the impression that like the more people who are part of it, the bigger it got. Yeah. See, I, I know that it's obvious that more than two people can use it at once because they're, they're mm-hmm. both using yeah. it. But I, I didn't get the sense that there were multiple ones. That I it's, think it's that, that, that's oh, no, cool, I'm not, I'm, at least I'm bigger not, than the two of them. Yeah, I'm not saying there's more than the two of them, mm-hmm. but okay. I'm just going by the description they put in there, which is like yeah. it grows as people become a part of it. Yeah, right. It well, almost, that's. It, See, that was my understanding was that this thing had been passed down and with yeah. each person, they their experience and, and whatever were also sort of embedded and then also transferred. And so the next person would be stronger because they would have like some element of the previous people. And then after so many people, like it just gets stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. That's that's the thing is is none of us care, can exactly be wrong is uh, what we know is fairly limited right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of those mysteries that'll like uh, keep us like watching outside of all the other awesome shit. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on here, and I I hope to sweet God they make a second and third season and fourth season. And fifth they got season. <laughs> I hope so. They got. It. Well, the thing is, is this is like it's the time. It's like ripe for yeah. this kind of show because yes, yes. Not only do you have like the MCU, like comic book movies prior to the MCU, uh, you know, getting everyone excited, and then the MCU basically setting the whole world on fire to the degree that people are like trying to replicate it. And not even just out here, but like uh, one of the shows I was going to try and get this to watch. Uh, Common Rider Amazons is basically a Japanese attempt at cashing in on that uh, Daredevil money. It's mm-hmm. literally on the Japanese equivalent to Amazon Prime or the mm-hmm. Japanese Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, the, I mean, even in within Japan itself, you have the uh, popularity of a uh, One Punch Man, which is like a comedic send up to the whole superhero thing. Oh, this anime is so good. So good. It's hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've heard people mention that. But uh, the whole idea of this, the worlds, you know, the cohesive mm-hmm. worlds, it's like 
it 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 draws people in. They love it, but it also like makes a lot of cash. Oh yeah, big money. Everybody wants that money. So yeah, superheroes are. In it. Yeah, and that's tight. So good. What mm-hmm. else? What else was going on in this? Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. Let's let's yeah. just like, what was everyone's favorite moment? There's a correct answer to this. <laughs> Not mm. really, but kind. Uh, within the first four episodes, my favorite moment is when he punched that robot. That, that <laughs> just, I was like, oh, yeah. pretty sick. That was pretty great. I think the first like big. Like oh the first fight. couple in, in the first episode the first episode where you see the heroes sort of just in the street like handling this big mm-hmm. dude and then you know Mount Woman or whatever her name is shows up and it's like oh damn this is the world like this is how it operates like there's crazy yeah. shit happening every day there's big ass superhero fights in the street it's mm-hmm. just like a fucking comic book mm-hmm. uh, it was just and it's something something about it almost felt more comic booky than like any <laughs> comic book animation that I've ever seen. Something about it just being the, those early Marvel books just feel to me like you know they're all set in New York and it covers a lot of the mundanity of like mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four and like Peter Parker's life, where it's like the shit just happens all the time. You know, mm-hmm. there's gonna be some giant criminal breaking shit running down the street and getting their ass whooped in Times Square like mm-hmm. every couple weeks that's kind of yeah. what it felt like where as in with these Marvel movies it feels like you know it's a big deal every time something happens like New York yeah. oh it's travesty and then oh it's civil war and it's all these huge huge events but what I think this captured for me and what that moment really said something to me uh, or really spoke to me was it was just like an everyday occurrence. Yeah. It just, this, is, it, this is life. It just felt like picking up an old school comic book and it's just like uh, just another day, you know? Yeah. yeah. Another day in the life of Spider-Man. Yeah. So, so that, that moment and then, uh, and, and also the animation in that scene was it's like the first time you see it. It's like, oh, wow. It's mm-hmm. great. It's that, and then at the end of either, I think it was the first or second episode, where it's it's kind of the same thing, where the heroes are gathered together, but then they don't know what to do, and then he the, he runs in, and then All Might's there. That's, but yeah, that's my that's my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is like, and, and uh, the best part of it for me is that even as he's running in, he's like. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both, both of those scenes. It's, you know what I keep seeing in my head when I think about that is I think it's like the first issue of the fantastic four mm-hmm. where there's just this giant monster in the middle of like a New York street and like, like stretchers all wrapped around him, invisible girls doing whatever. Johnny's flying around the things like you know ready to punch something and it's just like they're in the middle of the street it's a fucking mm-hmm. street fight between superheroes like that's what I loved about it so much mm-hmm. yeah that's, 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 yeah I, I see what you mean come to think of it because there's always like like an element of like always like an element of a huge spectacle 
in the MCU movies where like when this stuff yeah. happens, everyone's freaking out. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Yeah. Whereas like there was there was a crowd around this. It was like a fight broke out. It was like yeah, it was like there's a fire. It's know, like oh yeah, yeah exactly or, yeah. or or like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that I I finally just now just put a nail into like what I think is missing from those movies, and maybe we'll get a little bit more of that from. With, with the next Spider-Man movie, but um, Spider-Man's very ground level, um, mm. and like that's the that's the thing that's missing from these movies is patrols. No one ever goes on patrols. You read old that's comic true. books; everyone was always on fucking patrol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that was like a like a big thing in the Tick. <laughs> they like had he was their own version. Of, go- he yeah, was pumped their- about going out on patrol. <laughs> <laughs> they had their own version of cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great episode. Going to patrol, yeah, yeah, that was great. But uh, yeah, it's always these big deal things. Like it's another thing that I felt was missing from the first Cap movie was a little bit more of him just being around in World War Two. Like there's a good montage, and there's a the part where he rescues the POWs, but it's kind of it doesn't. I feel like they could have pushed a little more with like this yeah. is. A, dude in an an historical event you know maybe like like a scene of him actually in a trench yeah eating eating some rations (laughs) talking with his men like uh yeah uh yeah what do you do back home yeah it's it's the mundane right that's that's what excites me well the thing is, is the thing about moments like that in a setting like this is that it makes this setting it makes a fantastic setting more real yeah, like my like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but like in Avengers two, like the best moment is when they're all sitting around the table trying to pick up Thor's hammer. That was my favorite part. Yeah, it's the best part of that movie. Other than when Cap is angry and he rips the <laughs> the wood in half. Oh yeah, yeah. With his hands. Yeah. I really want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, just like I want to stand on top of a junk pile and <laughs> Yeah. What was your favorite moment, Lionel? Oh, uh, I, I think I, I mentioned it a Did little you? bit, but I, I yeah. guess I can go into detail. Yeah, it's it's the big moment in episode two, where he just goes charging in in the face of death. Oh, that okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, the... it's 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 like basic big hero moment, but it's sold by the fact that he is terrified. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's also the moment that convinces All Might that he should be the one. Yeah, yeah, that's like because, real. Yeah, because bef- right there, because without thinking. yeah, because like before that, he actually just just straight up went it right to his face and said, "No, I, you can't be a hero," <laughs> and it crushed him. Well, that's yeah, it. Just it crushed something. him. Well, here's the thing, and this is something I like about All Might is that. In, in, in spite of that, like positive image he portrays, and his desire to, you know, make people not just like feel safe, <laughs> excuse me, safe and comforted, but like happy, positive. Like he, he's, you can, in that scene in particular, but just in general, you can see the kind of weight a persona like that places on somebody's shoulders. Yeah, and it's not with him saying, "Oh, this is difficult," or lamenting about what's going on it's just like this this one moment of like real yeah yeah 
Although I it is thinking about it now, it's like he said that, but like he obviously knew in the back of his head there is a way. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is that's a great scene. It really but like which is character you know when you know that like what's happening to him like he could very well be inviting what's happening to him to happen to that kid or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see what may that may have been why he didn't mention it prior. Yeah. Yeah, and he probably didn't but, see it in him just yet, so he needed yeah, something. That too, that that scene in particular. I mean, and it's not even just like the heroism, uh, show of courage, or like the crazy ass animation. It's that you kind of get a hint at the other reason why this kid is going to make an amazing hero, mm-hmm. and it's not just the information he collects, his ability to analyze this stuff, but his ability to put it into use on the fly. A good leader, that's, that's what that is. Yeah, he'll, well, he'll make a good leader, but he can also, oh yeah, think on feet, and he has like a basically formed an archive in his head of uh, useful and tested tactics. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. And mm-hmm. and know and can figure out how to implement them based on limited means. It was a, and I appreciate that moment, like him rushing in sort of without thinking um it you know it's funny it's similar to other moments that i've seen like that Mm. but for some reason it didn't resonate to me as much as these other scenes that i think of from other stuff it was it's particular there's two moments in the spider-man both spider-man series Mm -hmm. that are kind of like this but not it's the opposite that really kind of almost choked me up but and it's like a similar situation but when a kid like shows fearlessness in the mm-hmm. face of something huge i know some mm-hmm. for some reason that really like chokes me like when when uh actually they did it twice in the in the fucking amazing spider-man movies when he goes down to get the kid in the first one and he's like you're gonna have to climb up me and he like gives him his mask and he's like put on the mask it'll make you strong mm-hmm. and i see that kid like crawling up like he's spider-man like he just doesn't give a fuck i'm just like oh my god like yeah i can't handle this and then they do it again they do the same trick and it got me again in amazing mm-hmm. spider-man 2 Mm-hmm. When the when the kid that's like dressed up as Spider Man, because Spider Man's his hero, and he's gonna go like fuck up the Rhino, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? So, you know, this moment just reminded me of that. I, for some reason, mm-hmm. the other ones resonate with me more. I don't know why, oh, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's it's, some... it's just a th- just a thought that I had. Oh no 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 it. it uh reminds me of something i want to say i can't remember which one of the toby mcguire spider-mans where it happens where he has to like rush into a burning building to save a baby mm-hmm. i want to say it's two because he's like right he's not as empowered and like right. the, the scene that got me <laughs> it's like right after he saves the baby he's about to fall and then the baby tries to lift him up <laughs> oh yeah I remember that. yeah <laughs> he's always saving babies yeah, that's that's what heroes do. Save that's weird. He's the, he's like the only superhero on screen that has saved like multiple babies. <laughs> like they don't really <laughs> put babies in peril in these other movies. Yeah. Although like, Dare, Daredevil does save a kid in like episode three. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was that. I don't know if it counts as the same thing. That one scene in uh, I want to say Iron Man two, 
the little boy dressed up as Iron Man acts like he's going to shoot at one of the robots. Iron Man shoots it and then tells the kid good shit. <laughs> I remember like, that. He did it, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I, 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 wait, no, I don't remember that. I don't know why I said I did remember that. I kind of remember that. Yeah, it, it happened. Been, was it two or three? I'm pretty sure it was two. Mm, I need to rewatch this. <laughs> yeah, if it's not already apparent, and if I didn't mention it at the beginning of this episode, dear listeners, we fucking love superheroes here. <laughs> so yeah. what did you, you what did you think of his... shit to talk about superheroes here, we will fight you. What did you think yeah. of his rival? <laughs> oh, oh, splody douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they always do that? It's always, oh, the hot-tempered guy, is, he controls fire, and he's a douchebag. It's always fire See, and fire, um, hot temper. Normally, uh, hot temper and fire would go with a protagonist in uh, in animes. Yeah, it's um, uh, weird. It's weird. Well, you know, part of it is, and I don't know what the reason for this is, but, like, red is the hero color out there. It's why mm. the red Power Ranger is always the leader. It's why, mm. like... A lot of anime characters will have like big ass red coats or capes or some shit, hmm. and they usually associate that color with passion. And hmm. it's one of the things I've kind of wondered with the Japanese in general. I think this is more because they're they're kind of like the hallmark of their culture is being like very uh, orderly and thinking about the whole rather than the individual. Yet they seem to be really enamored with the. Uh, characters who go on their passions more than the greater good yeah mm. like the hothead with the heart of gold type thing yeah. the character type even though it yeah. seems to play counter to the culture yeah i guess i sort of answered my question earlier when i was talking about how this is, takes a lot of influence from western superheroes who are mm-hmm. you know you have like a fucking pyro mm-hmm. Who's yeah, the really. character? Um, there's another one I'm thinking of. I know Prince Zuko is like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know there's more. Careful, the snake's about to eat itself. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioning Avatar. Why? Because that's like an American take on anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, he was definitely that. I recognize his character. <laughs> Yeah, but he's uh he's an ex- I mean he's incredibly hot-headed. I mean just especially in the later episodes. He's, he's, a dick. he's really 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 hot-headed. It's crazy. He's got he's got I think he's got legit problems. Yes, like, he does, he's got anger like he anger might have problems. A mental illness. I'm not even talking <laughs> to anger. Yeah. Uh, and he hates uh, I guess call him Deku or which is which is name in the anime? Is it Izuki, Izuki or Azuki? I, I can't remember. Izuko, Izuku. I think I wrote name, yeah. I think it's, it's either Izuku. Yeah, Izuku. He um he hates him with a passion. He like just I don't like even I mean uh, he's a bully. He's, at he's the a, end of the day, he is a bully. Easy. Pretty much, yeah, he's a bully. Yeah, he can't stand it. Um, he can't stand Izuku wanting wanting to be anything other than the dirt beneath his shoes that's and he's yes. contentious of him yeah. in, at that he's got issues <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah. i mean i know i know I've, i'm familiar with this trope i'm familiar with this kind of anime he's gonna he's gonna be a vegeta 
in that uh, he's always uh, be this hot-headed uh, uh, rival uh, who wants to beat up the hero, but will eventually develop some form of decency. We'll see. I know, you guys, said, is, I know, like you, I know you guys have seen more than I have, but I'm I'm very curious as to where he goes. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I get a sense that they're setting him up to be an antagonist, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. Well, I'm. I don't know. I'm going based on archetypes here. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'd say I'd say based on his issues, he could just as likely become a like the arch rival. Yeah, or, or maybe even a villain. He seems like he, he's like he's like almost well, at that I, point. Guess like, what I just like, said, Joe. Yeah, well, that's what he I'm didn't saying. say villain. He, he just said like either the the green antagonist, goblin. Joe, villain. Uh, words. <laughs> uh, but anyway, God, I just fucking love this whole thing. It's such mm. a love letter to our culture. Yeah. yeah, a love letter to superheroes. Yeah. Isn't the uh, the manga going on right now? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's still happening. ongoing. I think it may be like a secondary type thing because um, when I was looking it up, there was a uh, one one manga which is credited under one author and one manga which is credited under two and it was called like My Hero Academia Smash I don't know if that's like supposed to be the following year or there's something specific but mm. or if it's a spinoff or what I don't know hmm. either way I hope they turn it into an anime or, or whatever I, just, I love this stuff it's so good so what came first uh my Hero Academia. Smash is like a... I'm guessing it's like a sequel. It came later, and it has an additional writer. I mean the anime? Uh, the manga came first. Okay. Uh, by a guy named uh, Kohei Hiro... Hori- From when? Um, that's the thing I'm trying to get to. Is mm. uh, Well, it came out in uh, 2005, so like a year ago. Oh, okay. But... What? No, that's 11 author, years ago. Well, not 2005, sorry. 2015. I'm stupid. Okay. 2015, a year ago. But uh, the the thing I want to get to is that um, let me try give it, take another crack at his name, Kohei Hirokoshi. He was born in '86. <laughs> yeah. So the possibility is he grew up on the same kind of shit we yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure he did too. Hmm. It's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of that may have a lot to do with why this is resonating so hard with yeah. us. I mean, it's. I mean, you look at that. These really after World War Two, these are both of our cultures have been pretty stealing a lot from each other. From each other, like there's a lot that we like about the other's cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought so much technology over here. And stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the cinema, like people like Kojima who loves our cinema and you have people over here who fuck you. I mean, you look at George Lucas and you know, all his uh, spaghetti Western directors who took from Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and now, and now we're at this point where it's like, we have stuff like this. It's great. No, it's not, we're, we're not even like waiting for the next thing to come out so we can find inspiration. We're like watching each other as we make our own shit inspired by the stuff the other guy's making. Mm. Yeah, feeding off each other. Yep. 
But, uh, another minor... 69 Ah, it's yes. uh, another minor point. More Cultural 69. <laughs> uh, the writer for the anime, guy by the name of Yosuke Kuroda, my boy, uh, worked on something uh, we reviewed earlier. Not earlier, but like previous. You guys want to take a guess? Death Parade? Nope. Oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, yeah, it would have been too perfect. Um, um, was it an older something or a newer something? Uh, I guess older. Oh. Okay, let me give you a hint. I'd have um, something I'd have watched in high school <laughs> as it's coming out, like it was Street new. Fighter Two V. Nope. I'll just, just tell us. Guesses. I'm out. You didn't even try. <laughs> On a guy teacher. On a guy teacher. You know, I was going to say that, but I couldn't remember what the fuck it was called. Mm. You can mm. just throw out a descriptor for future whatevers. Aliens and teachers. Yep. Uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if uh, any aliens in search of love show up. Uh. We'll know what's going on. Yeah. I'm really stoked on this. Like, this makes me happy to see that there's shit like this that's yeah beautiful and well-told and speaks, like, on a personal level to me mm-hmm. coming. Because I, it's just, I don't know. That's one of the things that I really appreciate about doing this show is we're finding, and I hope we find more and more stuff like this. Because yeah. I think around the time we, we watched uh, Street Fighter 2V, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I did used to like anime. <laughs> <laughs> like, I watched and I watched a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, like, shit like this just gives me hope that, like, this and, like, Death Parade mm-hmm. just makes me happy to see. And it's nice that they're in different directions. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's just this one kind of anime that can be good. It's like right. any, any of it can be good. Yeah, or any of it at the not even necessarily good. Well, I think they're both good, but like you can find something you enjoy as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of the purpose to this. Um, one minor thing I wanted to touch on before I got into recommendations. Uh, I've talked about, I want to say it started in the Death Parade episode, talking about weird things that make jumper cables cry. And I don't know if I cried at any point watching this, but it was more or less glassy-eyed mm-hmm. uh, 70% of the time. Mm. Whether it was things being sad or things being heartwarming or things being awesome. I, I yeah. just want, man, just wanted to give him a hug. He's just like, keep <laughs> yeah. going, dude. You can do it, man. He's, he's just too too adorable. Just keep yeah. believing. You know, you say you say that what you were saying before. Um, I was watching this, and I was like, damn, like this this definitely is. Like, I could see why Joe was like clamoring to show this to Jumper Cables because it is. It's it's not only everything you like about. Yeah anime it's like a lot of stuff that i know about your personality it's like right. it's like this kid starts off like he just he's, he's jumper cables he just wants to be he wants to pilot a giant robot he wants <laughs> to be a superhero 
He he has this impossible dream. Yeah, impossible dream. <laughs> it's just, it was just you written all over, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I talk about that sometimes, like, what's more important than me than, like, finding a good show or finding, like, the best thing ever is, it, not just for me in regards to anime, but just in regards to, like, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I do the recommendations. It's, like, helping people to find that thing that feels like it was made just for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what this anime is for me. Yeah. 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 Yes. Me too. This is made for all of us. Yeah. I mean, it, li- it literally was made by a dude who is clearly one of us. <laughs> one yeah. of us. Gable Gobble. <laughs> yep. That makes me happy because that tells me right there that, I mean, if, that per- if the person's already that young, they have the same mindset as we do. So that means from here on out, we, we can kind of have a good idea of how the episodes are going to play out in the sense oh, yeah. of like the, the feel of them. So it's yeah. just, Dude, I'm just Officially... like so stoked to watch these and like, look for little nuggets of like references to other mm-hmm. shit too. Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's eight episodes out right now and I can definitely tell you it gets, it gets better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I just kind of wish it was like, like death parade where it was all done by the time we started. Hmm. Mm. Are they putting I, them out I, once a week? Every Sunday yeah. on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be like, okay, um, this this uh, whatever period we're in is being hijacked by this badass anime. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're gonna finish this one. Oh, yeah. oh! Be- before you jump on to the recommendation stuff, um, the clip you sent of the dub version, I guess they're currently making right now. Uh, mm-hmm. that was, I it actually wasn't bad. I, I mean, I, I'd still probably go with the sub version, but yeah, I didn't mind dub voices. Oh, oh, Funimation, bad. Funimation knows their shit. Yeah, well, I was surprised that I actually. Yeah, yeah. it was well, funny um, watching that. It kind of flipped everything on its head to where it was less like I could see the influences and homages to more like, okay, this is direct. Like this is Saturday morning, and yeah. you're watching this after the tick. Right now, <laughs> yeah, really. that's what that felt like. Yeah. I think that's a perfect fit for it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good fit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, Funimation, like they they kill it with the dubs. They they know their shit. I can't remember if I was talking to one of you guys, maybe on one of the shows, where um we were talking about like things that uh, or maybe it was just a conversation I had with somebody uh, talking about um things about dubs that people don't like. Aaron, like, what difference between a good one and a bad one? And what I remember hearing was like, they take a character who has like a high pitched voice, and if the dub's not good, then they'll just like bring in an English speaking actress who has a high pitched voice rather than what they should do, which is figure out what the high pitched voice means to the Japanese and try and replicate that feeling in whoever does the English voice. Right. Whoever does the dub. Wait, what? Um, rather than try and just directly mimic what's going on, you mm-hmm. figure out the reason behind what's going on. No, no, no. Back, like, what, are you talking about when people are dubbing anime? Well, it's a, a complaint I heard about dubs. Right. like, bad ones. And, well, yeah, what I just said is basically the gist of the conversation we had. 
that I don't remember who I had this with. Are you well, talking it was about Joe? Are you talking I about remember Joe, I remember Joe saying that he doesn't like when when you know characters go like you know and like yeah. super high and shit, and then they have the English actor come in and try and replicate the exact same thing, even mm-hmm. if it oh, yeah. might not make sense to do mm-hmm. that in English. Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about the that game sh- Shantae, Shantae or whatever, I can't remember. Oh, okay. And, yeah, we were talking about Shantae and how the, um, they did the voices, and they're pretty much just like just an homage to anime characters and stuff. And mm-hmm. but they but they didn't do the whole typical like super high, you know, voice yeah. thing. They, they yeah. did it right. Yeah, they figured out like what what that high pitch voice means to the yes. Japanese audience, and yeah, I mean you see that, you like recreated that. Yeah, the place you see it the most, and it just I can't stand it is if you go on Newgrounds and all the voice the female voice actors on there for the the, the you know the cheap anime yeah. cartoons, they yeah, all with, just like. Yeah, they all try it's raising kinda, their yeah. They all raise their voices as high as possible. It's unfortunate because like you hear that and it, it speaks to some degree of talent, but it's just kind of like, like like and it's a fan based thing. They they do what they want. It's sort of like if you guys just had a director, this could be magic. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally understand why they do it. It's just well, it's, it was funny because uh, that scene when I watched the the sub. I was like, this is what Joe's talking about. This scene right here, he's freaking out and he's losing his shit. And then it's funny when you sent that clip over where it is that scene, and I I thought it, what they came up with was, was fine. He didn't go as crazy, but he was still, you know, a little goofy. But yeah. I, I think it worked. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it, it turned out really well. <laughs> I was surprised. Did, um, this is probably, I, I don't... I don't know if you'll know this or not, Lionel, but with Cardcaptor Sakura, I actually really like that dub. Was that Funimation or was that someone else? Uh, a long I time can't ago. remember off the top of my head. I want to say that was for kids because for they kids. cut a lot of the uh, kind of creepy elements. Yeah, all the incest and weird. That's no way incest. Just, just she, like... was, she fell in love with her, her adult teacher and. Yeah, there was like uh, implied relationships between adults and children, even though like nothing happens. But like, it seemed like there were scenes where they they just unabashedly say, "Yeah, oh yeah, this child here is my wife." Well, Ew. Her mom, <laughs> her mom, like uh, ended up uh, dating her teacher, and that's that was her dad, I think. Like, remember. And it is, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff. In well, that. yeah, there's also like weird little like preschool kids having like weird crushes on each other, and yeah. Anyway, I guess that itself was supposed to seem innocent, but like when I found out about it after the fact, I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like the edited version I had better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some creepy things in there, but um, mm. but anyway. Uh, let's see. First aired on Kids WB. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that means, uh, for kids. Mm. That was good. But yeah, um, recommendations. Let's switch it up a bit. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to recommend? Punch Man! Yes! One Punch Man? Yeah. One Punch Man. That is an absolute must, must watch. It's so good. It's... 
So. Yeah, it's also a send-up to superheroes, but infinitely more comedic. Like, if this show is Avengers, One Punch Man is Deadpool. Yes, because it, it's a complete parody of all things superhero. It's That's yeah. why it's, it's so but, hilarious. But it, it still loves and revels in it. Oh yeah, I haven't oh, no, seen it. Does. I haven't seen it, but this feels a little this this feels like a lightweight parody too. Oh no, it's it's well, Punch well, Man this is it's it's um there is an element of parody to it, but there's still an, an unabashed, unashamed love of superhero. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely revisionist as well. Yeah, and Punch Man, they just make a complete joke out of all of it. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> they're making jokes about everything, but there's still the moments of yeah. We haven't forgot. Heroes are cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that's all on Hulu as well. But um, but yeah, that's definitely my recommendation. Um, uh, Mike, you got anything? Yeah, well, that stuff I mentioned before, like especially the tick. It's, it's just the the wide cast of strange characters that are mm-hmm. superheroes. Really, I just love shit like this. Um, the other thing I would recommend is especially if you haven't done it, go back and read a lot of those old like sixties Stanley comics that that he, that he wrote for Marvel back in the day, like the Haiti, like the silver age stuff with, you know, Spider-Man, fantastic four, where it's all just centered around in New York. And it's just has this, it's all happening in the real world kind of, kind of feeling. And, and the shit's mundane. Sometimes events are bigger, but a lot of times they're just small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stands a uh, silver surfer stuff is really great too um but yeah just i would say hey, check that shit out if you haven't mm-hmm. um uh this series you know in in not in spite but like it it, it walks an interesting line in that it's a uh, distinctive in that it's has a focus on it leans more towards the American take on superheroes than the Japanese. Uh, while there is a love for heroes on both sides, they're notably different. Uh, like One Punch Man, for example, pulls a bit more from the Japanese side of things than mm. uh, Hero yeah. Academia. Yeah, what's uh, her name? Mountain... Mountain... What the hell's her name? <laughs> Mount Lady. Mount Lady. Yeah, she feels more giant man than Ultraman. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Ultraman's also like a fucking alien. Maybe if she was like cartwheeling around and going shoo-op and firing elbow beams. He's a weird-ass alien. Yeah, he's tight, though. (laughs) (laughs) Team Ultraman all the fucking way. You're going down, Godzilla. But, um... (laughs) Sorry. Uh... But, uh, it for that reason, it's a little hard to recommend stuff here. I want to say, at this point in time, Hero Academia stands kind of alone in that, in both its influence and it's th- that in utilizing those influence still follows the uh, beloved archetypes of a shonen manga, shonen anime. But uh, I have to recommend stuff like it. I mean, a lot of shonen basically has the same idea. It's just Instead of, oh, I want to be a superhero, it's, I want to be king of the pirates. I want to be the Hokage. So, like, you know, random stuff from Shonen Jump is is probably going to have a similar appeal. Um, 
a very Japanese version of this came out not too long ago and was pretty interesting in that it was very good about turning all your expectations inside out and then, you know, flipping them on their head with something called, What's it called? Samurai Flamenco. Oh. Uh, that's uh, very much the Japanese take on heroes, but it's got the same kind of love applied to it. It's a little heavier. Um, it's kind of like, uh, I think, uh, at least in the beginning, it was uh, frequently called Japanese kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> kick-ass being another thing I can recommend. Granted, it's it's eh, quite a bit darker. But, like If you're in our demographic, it'll probably be a good fit for you. It's a bit goofy in both a good and a bad way, but if you don't mind the absurdity, it's something you can enjoy. Uh, Maybe a first for the Otaku Connection. This recommendation isn't an anime. It isn't a show at all. It's a video game. But another thing that revels in the love of heroes uh, to the degree that it also has a fanboy uh, protagonist, uh, Joe... You want to take a guess? Mm. I never even played this game, and I have a guess. Uh, what's your guess, Mike? Is it yeah. Beautiful Joe? Yes! <laughs> Why didn't I get that? Oh my god. I don't, I don't know anything games. about that game. but You probably heard me just... talk about it. I love those games. Mm, yeah, but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly left some kind of impression. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Joe's the same kind of protagonist, albeit a bit older. Yeah. It's the same thing. He loves superheroes. There's a crossover between like Japanese and American style superheroes and villains, and it's great. Maybe it's I should pretty... do that. Yeah, I was never, fun. I was never. It ever like clicked in my head as you should be interested in this, but like now for some reason it's like oh maybe I should be interested in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really it's it's a color it's so color it's great it's very colorful. it's fun it's colorful it's hilarious yeah great music and still has that sort of like emboldening element that any good superhero property has but it is hard it is incredibly hard yeah it's a challenging game i'd say start on easy mm. and then work your way up yeah cool Yep. Any uh, parting words for the listeners? Mm. I know when that hotline bling, <laughs> that can only mean one thing. <laughs> Ever since I left the city, you. You used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, anything from you? I don't even know how to follow that up. I, I Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Anime good. Yep. And like like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, listeners, the most important part is clenching your butt cheeks and screaming from within you. Say it with Smash! me, Smash! Smash! Ass! Oh, dear. That's a different kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to clinch if that's what you're saying, Joe. Yeah. Keep your butthole loose. 
unless you're gonna punch, unless you're gonna fight a giant robot, in which case you keep that thing tight. From a little Vaseline, keep loose. Oh yeah, like uh, Mister Jet Jet Calves. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, guy's yeah, that guy. That guy's butt's probably so tight you could make a diamond between his ass cheeks with a lump of coal. Oh, All right, Ferris. <laughs> I have spear. Cheap beer. Good beer all the same. Shame I'm gonna pay for it as soon as I'm done drinking it. Not even as soon. Acid reflux and various other stomach acid issues are a motherfucker. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Sorry. Still have nothing interesting to say, so I guess let's just get down to business. Special thanks as always to No God <sighs> Reflex Muscle Memory Habit. I don't know. Alright, try this again. Excuse me. The creator of our opening and closing theme is Submorphine. The theme is Synthetic Highway. If you like the song and want to support the artist. Um, head on over to soundcloud.com slash submorphine s-u-b hyphen m-o-r-p-h-i-n-e and tell them the connection sent you uh, our promo theme is anime raku and the creator of that theme is squareion uh, please check out squareion at facebook.com slash squareion s-q-u-a-r-i-o-n Squareon's got a project they'd like me to plug. Project Stick Part 2. If you want to check that out, you can go to facebook.com slash project stick. And, oh, my, ho- my co-host, Joe Face Burchette, can be found at Old Taku Connect. No, no, that's my, I'm at Old Taku Connect. Joe is at NAGP Returns. Mike is at Hyper90s, and he spelled the 90s. What are these Twitters for? Well, their own podcasts, which I am a co-host on. Hyper90s, I guess, breakdown for Mike, and... Oh, I'm sleepy. NAGP Resurrection, not another gaming podcast again, for Joe. So yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, I guess that's it. Sorry, I'll try and live more of a life and have interesting things to tell you guys next time. I'll try, I swear. Till then, thanks for listening. Have a good night, people. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for an experiment that I hope doesn't end in complete and utter disaster. <clears throat> Today's episode, we're going to go over the summer, summer airing, summer blog, summer whatever, the new anime for the summer. Hello. Why, hello.
Hello. Yeah. Is it me you're looking for? 